Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we are going to be talking about surviving the holidays. Specifically, Michelle and I are going to be sharing our top five ways to survive the holidays. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, Michelle and I understand that it's such a challenging time for people, especially if they're just stepping into plant-based eating and now they're going to go share a meal with potentially nothing for them to eat. So we want to make that transition a little bit easier. And and if you've been a seasoned plant-based eater for 10 plus years, uh, we may have some tips for you too. So listen in. When I became a vegetarian over a decade ago, I didn't even know that it was going to be challenging. I didn't know that when I went to visit my family on Thanksgiving that the gravy wasn't vegetarian because it was beef gravy and the stuffing was chicken stuffing. And it's like every holiday meal has some sort of animal product in it. Yes. And then when you become vegan, the mashed potatoes, which are used with butter and with cream or cream cheese. I know all kinds of different ways to make mashed potatoes, which can be easily made vegan, not vegan. And it's just difficult. Yeah. And if you don't prepare, like you can show up in a situation where literally all of the food is off the table for you. And that's tough. Yep. And my family, even when they knew what was vegan, they were not accommodating immediately. They thought, this is my thing. It's not their thing. Why should they have to go out of their way to prepare me a special meal? And they they first thought it was a phase for me. So they were less eager to accommodate my phase. But it wasn't until much later that they, they got it. And with time and some of the things that we're going to talk about on today's episode began to accommodate me. Yeah. So our first tip is uh, a big one that will only apply to some of you, but it's hosting your own holiday gathering, which obviously isn't a possibility for ev- for everyone. But if it is, that it can be such a beautiful opportunity for you to kind of bring everyone together and provide them a delicious plant-based meal. And you can just tell people, hey, if you want to bring a dish, just make sure it's plant-based. I'm happy to send you recipes or anything like that. So it, it takes the some of the challenges out of the equation because you're in total control of the amazing meal that you're going to be eating. And another option in that same vein is hosting a separate meal for your friends that's all vegan. It doesn't it doesn't have to be the one that's with your whole family. That one can be what it is. But you can have your own vegan Thanksgiving, which is something that Michelle and I have done for years and years and years. I've done about 10 years of vegan Thanksgivings. And it's been potluck style. My friends sometimes ask for recipes because they may not be vegan but want to participate in in this one-day potluck. Uh, So I send them recipes, and it's a really great way to show how tasty and easy vegan eating is. And they're on board. Everyone enjoys it, and I get to eat whatever I want. Yeah, actually, so I call them Friendsgivings, (laughs) little spinoff on Thanksgiving. And for the longest time, I didn't do that. Like, I went vegetarian when I was eight. I would pretty much not enjoy the holidays. I'd make pasta or something that I was able to eat while everyone was eating the holiday foods just because I didn't have all the tips we're about to share with you. But the first year that I actually got together with friends, and this was just a few years ago, and had my own Thanksgiving meal where I was making everything. Well, we were all making everything together and it was all plant-based. It was so fun and delicious and beautiful and takes all those like stressful elements out. 
So it's a really nice way to be able to really enjoy the holidays in a non-stressful way while still being able to participate in your family events without having to think of that as like, if I don't enjoy this, my holidays are ruined. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And there are some easy ways to do that. You can set up a Facebook event. So it's you don't have to send out invitations. You don't have to text all of your friends. You just put it out there and who comes, comes. I like to create a spreadsheet for mine to see who is bringing what. And I often put like name, dish you're bringing, and then some options with recipe links that I suggest. And people can pick what they want to bring based on what I need. And so I usually buy the Gardein or field roast, and I do mashed potatoes and gravy because those are so easy. And then I let people bring whatever else they want. They can bring the mac and cheese, and I'll provide the link. And I make it super easy for all of my non vegetarian, non vegan friends to come and participate in this plant based Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, it's a really cool way to, yeah, to share delicious food. And if you're providing someone a recipe, it's like almost anyone is up for giving that a try. And especially if if they don't have to look for it, like the stressful part is making a recipe for other people that you've never tried before. So it might not turn out well and you're worried about it and the, then everyone's going to judge your food. But yeah, so it's really helpful if you can share things that are tried and true with people. And who knows, maybe they'll start making that recipe far beyond the holidays because they love it so much. And sharing is our number two, bringing a dish to share. If you're traveling to your aunt's house an hour away, that's your family tradition, you can bring a dish to share and you'll know that you have at least one thing to eat. And a thing that's really cool about that is that you can also do little recipe cards. You can go to Michael's. Michael's has little index cards that say from the kitchen of, and I like to make it from the kitchen of Tony Okamoto. And I write out a few so that if anybody really loves some, the recipe that I make, I can give it to them. And yeah, it's been, it's been so good because people always are interested. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was vegan. And yeah, they're surprised. Yeah, I already am making a mental note to do that at my Friendsgiving and my Thanksgiving this year. I love that because always people will be like, wow, that dish is so good. Not with all of my dishes. I'm so <laughs> far from perfect. I've had so many holiday dish fails, but um, but there's always a few that people are like, that's so good. Where do I get the recipe? And I'm like, oh, I'll follow up. And I always forget. So that's a really, really good tip. For those of you guys who are looking for recipes or maybe this is your first holiday or you just don't have go-to recipes that are perfect for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah, any of the holidays, of course you can turn to any recipe online. Like just do a Google search for whichever specific, you know, green bean casserole, made vegan. But there's also a lot of great recipes on plant-based on a budget and world of vegan that are totally free. And Tony actually created a whole ebook about Thanksgiving recipes last year. Yep, I did plant-based recipes that are the same types of recipes that you'd serve at your omnivorous Thanksgiving. So I didn't want to make them extra healthy by avoiding butter and salt and all of the maybe unhealthy ingredients. I wanted it to be something that you can bring to your family's house and they won't think twice about it. I wanted the experience to feel like you're not sacrificing anything by eating a plant-based diet. So that is going to be in the show notes. Yeah. And I think that's also a really good tip. If you're someone who eats super healthfully and clean and maybe whatever, no oil, no whatever, I think the holidays are maybe not the time to try and introduce people to that because for the most part, 
people are in a, a just a mode of indulging on their favorite things. And if you're already taking out the meat and the dairy and giving them something a little bit different, um, it's cool to be able to show them something that tastes very familiar and and just as like savory and indulgent. But if you then take out all of the other like fat and salt and sugar, it can get so weird. And that becomes for many people, their very first exposure to plant-based food. So if you're trying to win people over and trying to just kind of seamlessly blend into the table and create an option that people will love. Don't shy away from those um, more decadent ingredients, I would say. And there are so many plant-based alternatives to the things that you may have been familiar using before, like butter. You can use Earth Balance, which you can find at Walmart or Target or lots of other accessible stores. I know that I really love sweet potato casserole and that usually has marshmallows. But there are vegan marshmallows that you can find at Trader Joe's or at Sprouts or at Whole Foods. The brand of those is called Dandies. They're really amazing. And then and then Trader Joe's launched their own. Those are so good. Plus, if you're making like hot cocoa for the holiday season, vegan marshmallows are so good in that. And even like a cocoa whip and like whipped cream and just literally anything that you use or like ready whip now has a vegan option. Like anything you were eating before, you can probably find or make or find a really delicious recipe for the vegan version. So it's just going to take a little more planning. Yeah, but we also have a video for how to do an instant vegan Thanksgiving. So if if you're not wanting to make a full meal from scratch, say you're hosting or you're just bringing a dish to someone's house, we have a video, which I'll also drop in the show notes, that shows you which accessible products that you can instantly make. They're they're either pre-made or just add vegetable broth and bake them. So yeah. And we're talking like stuffings. You can get like a bag of stuffing. You basically just add water and some extra ingredients and throw it in or, or pies. Just it makes it so, so simple. And I had never cooked a full Thanksgiving meal before, even before I was vegetarian or vegan. So starting and having to find recipes and everything from scratch is really a lot of work and it's hard. And a a lot of the recipes just didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. And so maybe picking some recipes where you're going to try them from scratch, maybe practice them in advance, but then not feeling bad to rely on some of those store-bought options that'll just make your life so much easier that day. And some of them are already familiar to you, like the Sara Lee cherry and apple pies that are frozen. They happen to be vegan and are a godsend. (laughs) Like they just Take them out of the package, throw them in the oven, and you have this really delicious pie. Oh my gosh. Also, the apple pies from Costco. They are super famously delicious and happen to be vegan. I had no idea. Yeah, when we were filming that video, I learned so many tips from Tony about things that I assumed were not. I wouldn't have even read the label because I just assumed they have dairy or something. So yeah, that's that's great. And we also have like a, a full, I've put together a full how to host a vegan Thanksgiving guide with like a sample menu on World of Vegan. So just worldofvegan.com slash Thanksgiving. And there's all those videos that we filmed together to help you out. So we've, we have tons of resources for you when you want to find recipes, when you want to host, when you want to bring a dish, we got you covered. Yep. And we also have some tips on the brands that we like. There are so many options. Say you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh my gosh, there are 20 vegetarian turkey roasts. That's our next tip. The roasts at the center of the table, which a lot of people think if they're going to go vegetarian, they just go without them, right? And you can. You can put like a hollow out of pumpkin and put like a a pilaf dish in there, uh, something just beautiful to be at the center of the table. But there's also tons of plant-based roasts. 
turkey roasts, even like ham roasts. Tofurky came out with a new one that's ham. And it's like almost every plant-based meat company has a turkey option, specifically for Thanksgiving. And I recommend trying them all if you can. Get one every year because it really depends on your flavor preferences. I know that some people like a, a lighter meat and some people like darker. So I would play around with it. Yeah. Every single year, try a new one. And if you want, Michelle and I have a video where we give our own preferences. So you can watch that one. Yeah, we do a live taste test of all the main options of vegan turkey. And it is so true. Everyone's taste taste preferences are so different. And it's so funny because people don't think that. Like you find something that you love and another thing you hate and you assume everyone's like that. Like obviously field roast celebration roast or yeah, <laughs> celebration roast is the best vegan turkey option. Like That's what I say and think and feel in my heart. But in reality, like no, other people's favorite is completely different. So definitely try them out. And sometimes they're just on sale. So I just picked up three roasts because they were $6.99. And I really care about price. I don't want to spend a lot of money. So I purchased mine based on price. I bought three Gardein roasts. And I think that that's like just a perfectly acceptable reason to pick a roast. Yeah. And you can even eat them after Thanksgiving, like throughout the holidays. I I should have bought more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's another tip is if you're waiting till right before Thanksgiving, don't do that to go shop, especially if you're looking for a specific type of plant-based roast and you think this store will have it. They could very well be sold out or, you know, just do it a little bit in advance and all of them can be frozen and then thought out before Thanksgiving. So if that's just one more, one less thing you have to worry about on that week itself, that would be great for you guys. (laughs) I know that the field roast on crew was sold out all over the place last year. It was so hard to find it. Yeah. When Tony and I were trying to prepare for it, we made not only a taste test video, we did like a thing. I think we made like four different vegan Thanksgiving <laughs> we videos. Food. So we had to buy all of these vegan turkeys, like all the ones that were existing at the time. And I must have gone to like 12 different grocery stores and they'd either be sold out or they didn't have it yet. Or they were like, yes, if you see one and you're like, "Mm, I want to serve that, get it. That's why if you go into Michelle's freezer right now, she has like 15 roasts. (laughs) (laughs) Not 15, but I do have like two to three. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. That is an important tip though. It's just becoming so much more accessible. So that's really exciting. There are recipes online for like making your own seitan roast and stuff. I've never done that. Have you, Tony? No, but I know that I've looked at uh, Vegan Richa has a a chickpea loaf, a chickpea loaf that looks really good. She recommends serving it at Thanksgiving and she said that it's well-loved and I trust her recipes. So I, if you really want to make your own, I, I've looked at a lot of different recipes and that one looks the most appetizing to me. Another thing is when you are going to someone's house for Thanksgiving where you don't have the ability to bring anything yourself. Say you're traveling to a different state for the holidays and staying with your family. You don't really have the option to bring a dish. So in that case, it's so important to communicate with your host and not as a self-centered, selfish like reason. Like I always feel so shy and uncomfortable doing that because I'm like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience them. I don't want them to have to go out of their way at all. I'd rather just not eat. But truth be told, if you're not telling your host that you don't eat meat or dairy and they're making an amazing array of food and you come and you don't eat any of it, they're going to feel terrible. 
and they're going to worry about you and they're going to say, oh, I can't believe I didn't make anything you can eat. Like it's putting them in an uncomfortable situation. So as much as have compassion for your host, as much as wanting to make it a, a livable situation for you and just let them know that you're plant-based and, you know, you'd be glad to help cook or whatever. I don't know. Do you have tips on that, Tony? <laughs> I was actually wondering what it was like for you because your husband is from Ohio and his family they eat meat and potatoes, and you travel there for Christmas. So what is it like, or what was it like in the beginning when you're like, I don't need any of the things that you eat. Now what? Well, I was really lucky, A, because my husband and I were both vegan when we went there, so I didn't really have to do the speaking up for myself, which I'm so shy. I'm such an introvert, and I am so hate inconveniencing people that it would have been really hard for me to do that, although I know I should. Um, but Dan just had told his mom, hey, mom, I'm, I'm vegan. Michelle and I are vegan. Uh, we can go grocery shopping when when we're there or whatever just to make sure we have some stuff. Don't worry about it, but just FYI, like if you're, if you're making stuff for dinner and stuff that has meat, we won't be able to eat that. So just making sure that they they knew and they were aware. And his parents were and still are like the greatest, sweetest people ever. And I think you'll find this about a lot of people if you give them like the chance and the information that they need. She was like, oh my gosh, I want to stock the fridge for you. I want to make sure there's stuff you guys can eat. What are some some like brands or products I can look out for in store? So, you know, we told her like basic stuff like hummus and pita, stuff that you can easily find everywhere. And we knew we could just like have as staples. But also it was around the holidays. So we said, like Dan had said, oh, there's these like roasts that we, we usually eat, but like, don't worry, they can be kind of hard to find. And like, she found them. <laughs> and when I go there for the holidays, like there's more plant-based foods that she somehow found from the little town of Lorraine, Ohio, uh, than I probably would have had for myself at home. And she even like went so far as to take some of her family recipes that she always makes and like make a vegan version of it. So she was asking us, you know, where can I find vegan butter? What does that look like? Is there milk? And yeah, th- they were just have always been so, so amazing. And it's interesting because over the years, um, now like they drink plant-based milk and almond milk, and that's pretty much the milk that's in their home now. And hummus is like a staple there. And um, over time, just by being not pushy and not obtrusive, but just, um, you know, choosing our options, eating our options and and letting uh, the family know that that's, that's what we're eating. Uh, like Dan's cousins have since gone vegan, which is crazy to me. Like what? (laughs) So, so cool. And so there's other people that have, um, I don't know, been curious to try what's the new foods that are being made around the holidays and really loving them and feeling good on them too, you know? Yeah. I have had a similar experience where Something that my family eats when we're together on Christmas morning or any holiday morning, whether we're celebrating Father's Day for brunch or Mother's Day for brunch, we usually have, which is chorizo con papas, which is chorizo and potatoes, and we'll eat it with tortillas and sour cream and cilantro, lime, stuff like that. But my parents, over time, have switched over to soy riso because I have introduced it to them and it tastes the same and it costs the same. So it's not that much of a big change for them. And I have said it doesn't have cholesterol. It's slightly better for you. And it's so surprising to me. But like you said, over time with a good attitude, they have accepted it and have preferred it. 
Dan is so cute when we go home over the holidays because he always wants to make yummy vegan food for his family. So he'll be like, can we make sure we have tofu there so we can make you guys a tofu scramble? He he really wants to introduce them to just healthy, delicious dishes that he loves, but that he wouldn't ask them to make, or it's like a little bit complicated. Like it's very weird sounding, but if you're just served it up and like, hey, try this. So we do that a lot, which is really fun too. So the last thing we wanted to talk about is something similar to this, which is keeping it positive and not really bringing the animal suffering conversation up at the dinner table or judging people for what they're eating or saying that they're being unhealthy. So whatever reason that maybe you're choosing to be plant-based, not expecting them to have that same mindset at this dinner with you. And it's interesting because you can have that mindset and walk in and just be like, all right, I'm just going to do me, let everyone do them. But you'll almost inevitably find that as you step into a situation, people will ask you like over the dinner table, over their plate of turkey and whatever, why is it that you don't eat meat? Or like that, that is the time that you will be asked to explain your food choices. And almost inevitably, that is not a good time to step into that conversation. So I would definitely recommend if people are trying to bring that stuff up while they're eating or at the dinner table, just be like, thank you so much for asking. You know, I'd I'd love to talk more about this, but let's talk after the meal or maybe on another day where it's not so close to a situation where they're they're partaking in the situation at the moment, you know? A lot of people who have asked me, I end up referring them to something I find that's powerful. So maybe if I were in that situation, I would say, I highly recommend watching a documentary called What the Health on Netflix. That's really good. I learned a lot and maybe you'll learn a lot too. Next subject or uh, quickly change the subject without totally dismissing their question, but not feeding into it either. Right. And you can always say like, thank you so much for asking. I'd love to send you some resources and documentaries I love that I think you'd be really interested in afterwards. It's something fascinating about the human just brain and mentality that we want to ask, but then we get really, really defensive back. And it seems to just, that seems to happen more when we're at the table, you know? Definitely. Well, you've already made the choice. Often the food is already in front of you and you're going to become defensive if someone, if you feel someone is attacking your food choices, especially if ethics are involved or if it's a holier than thou attitude. Like if I care about my health, therefore I don't eat this, but you're eating exactly what I'm talking about is unhealthy, that may make you feel bad. So it's just not the best time to bring up the conversation. Plus, for me, holidays are all about family. I don't want your gifts. I don't care about all of the superficial stuff or commercialism of of the holidays. I really love spending good quality time with my family, and I don't want to use that opportunity to turn a conversation or an experience sour. Yeah, and it's interesting because as we learn about issues in our food system or health and wellness, animal suffering, all of that stuff. And then we step into the holidays and we're just faced with animals on the plate. It can feel like to do right by animals and to do right by the world, we need to speak up at every opportunity and not saying something or bypassing a question that was asked is a missed opportunity and we're we're letting down the animals in our world. But we have to think about what's actually effective. Yeah. I'm curious to know how you have dealt with that, Michelle, because you have felt a lot of guilt about not using those opportunities or opportunities and any opportunity to promote animal welfare in your past, especially when you were in college and you felt this immediate need for 
reduction of animal suffering. So how did you make that shift and how did you let that go? And how did you understand that it's not the most effective time to bring up such a, an important and also very loaded discussion? Definitely was a journey for me. And I look back at how I handled it in the past when I was in such a kind of just heated space in my own head about, oh my God, this is happening. It needs to stop. I need to take every opportunity to you know educate people about what's going on. But looking back, that was never effective, like almost never effective. And it left me feeling like if I was sitting at the Thanksgiving table and my uncle said, Michelle, like he knows I've been vegetarian since I was eight. And yet he'd always find some reason to bring bring up like, so tell me more about turkey farming or something like while we're eating Thanksgiving dinner. And I would feel obligated to tell him. So I'd start trying to like pull up facts and talk about these things. And I I would walk away from the discussion just feeling like I didn't communicate well. It's just not feeling good about the conversation. And I went through many years of that, of like actually trying to be an, an advocate for positive food choices in every opportunity. And I just seen that not be effective. And as soon as I started to sort of step back and be less, like took that pressure off of me, feeling like I needed to be the one to speak up all of the time. And I just kind of let let people be and like eased up on my approach and just led by a positive example. I started to see people come to me so much more often, not saying, why do you make these choices? But saying, hey, you know, you seem like you're healthy and we're eating is delicious. Like, can you help me make some of those choices? Or like, what are some good recipes? And it's like the same people that got defensive before when I would try and enter into a conversation, which inevitably turns into a debate, that now that I no longer enter those conversations, they feel so much more comfortable coming to me and and asking for support or advice or whatever. And we're able to have a positive and productive conversation. So yeah, I've seen like a, a just the transformation in myself. And and we see this in so many people who go vegan and who learn about factory farms and animals and everything, just being so impassioned in the beginning. And it's not like the passion goes away. Like I want just as much to reduce suffering and to help the world, but becoming a little bit more aware of like what's actually effective in our communication with people. And I say, I feel the same goes with, if you're coming from a health perspective too, you have learned about what is good for you and you super care about your family. You don't want them to die of heart attack or have type 2 diabetes or suffer from any other diet-related health issue. So you feel the need to educate them. But it's just, there's so many opportunities for that to happen. And there are so many resources that are non, that make someone not as defensive. It's just, it's just good to be conscious. You can still love them and be caring for them and not have to speak your piece over the dinner table in a joyous celebration of family and gratitude. Yes. Yeah. Also, and yeah. And if you're feeling like you're in a place where you really want to take every t- opportunity to help, realize that there you could spend your whole life debating and fighting with your family and like feeling like you're walking into walls and they're not hearing you and they don't get it and they just don't understand you or or just why they should be changing their eating habits. And that's stressful. It's unpleasant. It makes holidays feel horrible. Like when you have that expectation on your family, it just doesn't leave you feeling very good because it's... it's not the most likely that everyone will always change right at once. And so remember that there's other things that you can be doing. Like 
Perhaps if you shared the documentary What the Health on your Facebook page at some random other time, that could make a bigger impact on more people, perhaps even your family, than getting into those debates over the dinner table all the time. You could go out side and hand out some leaflets at a bus station, or you could, you know, there's so many things that you could do in your life that you could just add in to make an impact, and it doesn't have to be at the dinner table. I really want to emphasize the power of food sharing. I know we've talked about it in the past, but for me, I have tried every type of activism that you can possibly think to get people to eat healthier. I have handed out leaflets. I have protested. I have worked at a sanctuary. I have done so many things. I've hosted bake sales, did activist runs, pretty much you name it, I've tried it. And what I have found is the most powerful form of activism is sharing food and being nice to people. I have given people vegan food and then like Michelle said about her in-laws, they have swapped over. Actually, recently, I had some swing dance friends. I hosted five swing dancers, none of whom were vegetarian or vegan, and someone just messaged me and told me that they're swapping over to Earth Balance. It's a small step, but it's one way that they are moving toward a plant-based diet. A huge step, like switching over to Earth Balance for every day for the rest of your life cumulatively is huge. Yep. So, Definitely, there is so much power in food sharing and having good quality conversation and being a kind person who's available to be a resource when that person is ready to make the switch. Yep. Also, holidays are a great opportunity. If you work in an office and you like to bake or cook, just surprising your coworkers with some cupcakes that just so happen to be vegan with Tony's recommended recipe cards attached, you know, that would be so sweet. Everyone loves free food. And uh, I'm sure there will be times where you step into the office over the holidays and there's uh, chocolate boxes and tons of foods and treats that you desperately want to eat, but that's not plant-based. So just, yeah, but taking your opportunity to share the plant-based love is a great option. That's a really great tip, Michelle. I highly recommend doing an office vegan cookie swap where everybody bakes a dozen and then you swap cookies at at the office. It's a great way to get people interested in vegan baking and show that it's so easy to do without eggs. You just have a few recipe cards or recommended links online. And I've seen it done successfully many times with omnivores who are not used to vegan baking. That's awesome. I love that tip. So those are our five ways to survive the holidays. If you guys want sort of a recap with all of the things that we've mentioned and all of the guides and recipes that uh, we think would be super helpful for you, you can find that as always over in the show notes. We'll compile that all there. That is at plantpoweredpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, I, God, I mean, I know everyone's going to encounter so many other like specific situations and questions that you want to have help addressing. So kind of take note as you go through the holidays, what things were challenging, what were you struggling with? And let us know. We'd love to do like a follow-up episode next year, perhaps that kind of digs a little bit deeper and takes into account your specific requests over the holidays. But I'm really excited, especially if you're stepping into your first plant-based holiday. Uh, Whether it's easy or hard, you're going to learn so much. And if you go into it with a positive attitude and good preparation, I think it's going to be awesome. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season. We are so excited for ours. I am dating someone who is Jewish, so we always get to spend Christmas with my family and then 
Thanksgiving with his family and we're going down to Florida and having a vegan Thanksgiving with his whole family. It's going to be probably about seven people will be celebrating their first vegan Thanksgiving. So I am excited. I will keep you posted on that. What do you have to Michelle? Um, I'm actually having a Friendsgiving and Tony's coming over next weekend. So that's exciting. And then for my Thanksgiving, it's kind of special because my birth father's coming up, who you guys might've heard from in our past show, Greg. And so he's going to meet my dad for the first time and my mom and my uncle, ever. our whole family's going to be together and I'll be hosting. So it'll be a totally plant-based meal, which my family's used to at this point. It's been so many years. So yep, I'll be hosting. And then for Christmas, I'll be going to Dan's families in Ohio and that's always awesome and uh, I am Jewish so I celebrate Hanukkah and I'll probably do that with my mom make some plant-based latkes mm, so good uh, yeah should be a good a good holiday season I have gotten really into Jewish foods since I started dating Paul I've learned how to make challah yes. <laughs> and I'm we're gonna do a, a Seder you and I are we yeah oh good my, my favorite. <laughs> um, look forward to that, guys. All right. If you end up making any <laughs> of the recipes that we share, you can find them over in the show notes. But we'd love to see pictures. We'd love to hear how your holidays go. And if you use any of our tips, let us know that too. Go on to our review section on iTunes. Let us know. We'd love, 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 love to hear all about it. We love reading your notes there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wishing you the happiest holidays. As always, you can find everything at plantpoweredpodcast.com. All our social medias and everything is right there. And yeah. See you in the next episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye.